This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Hi, I'm Frederick Fekai, and welcome to the Fekai Life. In this podcast, you'll hear about passion and inspiration, sitting for conversations with some of the most interesting people who are making a difference. I'm Sarah Paijiu, co-founder and CEO of Blueland, an eco-friendly cleaning products company. And to me, clean living is being mindful about all the waste that we create on a daily basis. That waste can be in a direct way, like packaging we consume and where that ends up end of life, or in an indirect way, like the waste that may have resulted in the production and delivery of something that we consume. That increased mindfulness and awareness for me has, has really led me to seek and apply easy solutions across my daily life and be more discerning, not just about what I choose to consume, but decide if I consume at all. To get a glimpse into the future of eco-friendly cleaning product and sustainable packaging, we are talking today with Sarah Pejiu, co-founder and CEO of Blue Lounge the refillable tablet-based system that revolutionized the cleaning industry. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Frederick. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, on the Fake Eye Life podcast. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Well, uh, for our audience, I'm going to say that I'm thrilled to have you, the co-founder and the CEO of Blue Lounge, which you're going to tell us a little bit about it in a few minutes uh, uh, about your company. As an entrepreneur myself, I enjoy speaking to others like you who have the same drive. I, I want you to give a quick description of your business so for everyone to understand what you do, because I, I admire it. Oh, sure. Yes. So Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic packaging, starting with cleaning products. We sell our products as a refillable system. So for example, with our cleaning sprays and our hand soap, um, you know, these are products that are conventionally in over 90% water and come in a new plastic bottle each time. And what we've done is we sell our products with a set of beautiful, reusable, durable bottles and these cleaning tablets that are about the size of a quarter. And when you need more cleaning solution or you need more liquid hand soap, you simply fill up one of our bottles with warm water, you drop in a tablet, and that's it. At the end of a few minutes, you have a full bottle of cleaning solution or hand soap. And so you never have to buy or throw away another plastic cleaning bottle ever again. Right, and you obviously ship this uh, to every home with an order online, right? Yes, yes, yes. We are a direct-to-consumer. We sell uh, predominantly online at the moment. And great, because that's a great direct impact to our CO2. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so you've been involved, Sarah, with so many entrepreneurs like Lane, Rockets of Awesome, M. Jimmy. You worked with a, such a wide range of spaces. What excites you? What drives you professionally? Yeah, I've been a serial entrepreneur for about 10 years now. And 
you know, it initially it was the exhilaration of creating something from nothing, you know, something that has never existed before and putting it out into the world. You know, I think I feel very fortunate to be, you know, born in a time and place where that's possible, where, you know, where someone can just go out because of the internet, because of being able to store things in the cloud, because of marketing channels like Facebook and Google to be able to, you know, start a business, you know, even, even at a young age, you know, when I got started and also from the challenge, challenge of it, you know, I think with my first startup 10 years ago, um, I did have an early sale, you know, I sold that business about three and a half years in and, I had made so many mistakes along the way that I was just like dead set on, I have to do it again because I'm going to be so much better the next time around. And, you know, I, that, that's, you know, I just has gone the entrepreneurial bug, but, you know, with Blue Land, uh, you know, Blue Land really began when I became a new mom and, you know, all of a sudden that excitement and energy from launching something new wasn't, all of a sudden wasn't enough for me. You know, I still loved, I did still love early stage company building, but I needed, um, I needed to be working on something that was um, more personally meaningful to me, especially because I was giving, I was spending so much time away from my son and my family. And I think that feeling certainly has been amplified during this period of the pandemic where, you know, most all days I'm working from home and I really feel how much time I spend away from my child and my family working. And you know, that's why, you know, that's how I ended up coming to Blue Land. I ended up taking a sabbatical and a break um, from my other businesses because I was just trying to figure out what what type of work it was that I was going to find more meaning in. And um, during this journey as a new mom, I also, you know, discovered sort of the dire situation that our planet is in and um, felt very empowered to to do something about it, um, both for myself personally, um, but also, of course, for, for my son and for future generations. Great, great. Well, you know that uh, this is actually close to my heart. Uh, I'm loving that. Uh, tell me a little bit, you know, we live a very, very uncertain, strange, difficult time. I mean, for some, obviously, it, it, it has been an opportunity, but many of us has uh, been hurt. So how, do you, how did you, I mean, uh, navigate this time what were what was your challenges and uh, or what was your opportunities you know the pandemic has oddly and fortunately for us been a time of great opportunity but of course also of great you know disruption and challenges as well i think you know we were completely lucky to be on the right side of of being a product that could serve a need at this point in time, because we were selling cleaning products and hand soap and people all of a sudden became intensely focused on cleaning down their surfaces and, and washing their hands. And I can't say that's because of anything that we did. We were just kind of in the right place at the right time, certainly. So it was interesting because, you know, overnight when COVID landed in the U.S., we saw our saw demand surge 300 um, percent. And at the same time, we got hit with you know, so many operational challenges across our supply chain. You know, we had manufacturers shut down for a period of time out in Asia. Um, we had multiple disruptions here in the U.S. as all of our, our formulas and tablets are made here in the U.S. And we also needed to proactively slow down our operations despite seeing more demand than we'd ever seen 
um, to keep our keep our team safe. So like in our warehouses, we actually had to like slow down to half the speed and institute split shifts um, versus, you know, in any other scenario with the demand we were seeing, we would be we would be ramping up as, as fast as we can. Um, but, you know, ultimately, again, feel feel fortunate that we were able to serve a real need. Um, and interestingly, I mean, even the fact that we're a direct-to-consumer online business really benefited us as well. You know, certainly there was this period, especially early on in the pandemic, where um, shoppers were understandably just hesitant to go into stores. Um, and um, this is a category where historically shoppers have actually preferred to buy these products in stores as part of their regular grocery trips. Um, but all of a sudden, they were looking to purchase these categories online. You know, you actually just uh, uh, said something. Are you strictly a D2C or are you also a, a little bit on, on brick and mortar? Do you have any plan to, to do both? At the moment, we are predominantly direct to consumer online on our own website. Um, we have select retailers that we do work with, very limited. So like uh, Nordstrom, Goop, West Elm. At the moment, we've been, you know, most all focused on our direct business because we continue to see so much opportunity there. That said, um, our intention has always been to um, make our products available also in the traditional retail channels. You know, the vast majority of consumers of these categories still want to buy these products again in stores when they're purchasing, you know, other groceries and other products. And we recognize for us to really maximize our environmental impact and really get our products into as many households in the U.S. as we can, um, it's important to be in, in these other channels. And do you know who is, who is your customer? Have you identified that? You know, for us, it, it really breaks down into three different buckets. You know, we have, um, we have the environmentalists who kind of char we characterize as, you know, really willing to and has always been willing to go above and beyond for, for the planet, you know, whether it took, takes more work or costs more money. Um, we also then have... A, a group of uh, younger folks, you know, Gen Z, millennials, you know, that consider themselves woke, um, who really want to buy brands that align with with their values and are increasingly wary of, of conventional brands, both from an ingredients and, and an environmental perspective. But the biggest, you know, biggest group of our customers are, you know, what we would call like second city moms or second city families, you know, consumers who have you know, understood the importance of ingredients and have started shifting over to more non-toxic products, you know, non-toxic personal care and beauty products, um, cleaning products, and now are also, you know, looking to take that next step and, you know, also incorporate eco-friendly attributes in, into their consumption decisions as well. That's great. I forgot, I knew this, but tell me how the whole story, how did it start and, uh, how do you feel about being, you know, a founder of a company coming out of TV uh, uh, Shark Tank and uh, and being on the public eyes? Yeah, yeah. So Shark Tank was definitely one of the most craziest experiences I've ever had. You know, I've been an avid uh, viewer of Shark Tank for the past 10 years, and I've told, you know, many of friends and family half jokingly that, you know, one day I want to, I want to go on Shark Tank. And then with Blue Land, it just seemed like the perfect business, especially because, you know, everyone needs cleaning products. Everyone washes their hands, everyone washes their dishes. And our price point has been developed to be very accessible, especially with the $2 tablets that we offer. And so I knew that, you know, I, I want to get on the show 
but we thought it was a complete long shot. So we were shocked when we actually made it through the entire process. And it was one of the most nerve wracking things I've, I've ever done, but obviously so glad we, we did it because it definitely brought, you know, awareness of our brand and our products to like a whole new level. And like the audience fit was, was really great for our offering, but, you know, I definitely have mixed emotions about all of it, you know, certainly being a founder more so in the public eye being, you know, quote unquote, a, a face of, you know, the company, you know, it certainly doesn't, I can't say it comes naturally. I am introverted. So it's not naturally where I get my energy. Um, but you know, it, it's important. And I consider myself very, very lucky to have the opportunity to be able to share our story and to, to have so many folks that are interested, um, in, in hearing our, our story, but it's hard. I think it's, it's hard because, you know, so many, there are so many things that only I can do. Right. And there, and I'm, you must feel exactly and very much more so the same way. And, you know, there are days when I might spend all day at a photo shoot or a video shoot. And I question like, is this the most impactful thing I can be doing as the CEO of this company? Um, but it's hard when I'm also the only person sometimes at the company that can be doing you know, that specific thing or, you know, being, having this podcast conversation. So I think it's, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out as, as we go. So does, does it mean you have uh, uh, the host of uh, the Shark Tank in your, in your business? Are they partner with you? Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin uh, O'Leary. Uh -huh. Okay. What, yeah. what do they do? Are they always over your shoulder or they leave you alone? Or, or tell me, I mean, how did they measure your, your accomplishment yeah it's so funny because i wasn't sure obviously we weren't i wasn't sure what to expect when a shark invests because i mean these guys have been on the air for 10 plus years i feel like they're investing left and right so i always thought that you know they must invest in these companies and then be completely hands-off and have some team you know at most you know managing and interfacing with the teams um, kevin o'leary aka mr wonderful was the one who ended up doing our deal. And we are very much so directly in touch. You know, we text or talk by phone once every, at least once every two weeks. Um, so it, wow, it's a, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, but it's all, it's all positive. It's all centered around how he can really help with the business. Um, you know, for our relationship, I haven't had to like send over, you know, all these like detailed financials or updates or anything like that. It, it, it's much more about, you know, He's been very generous with his time and his platform and his notoriety and how to use that to, to further share Blue Land, Blue Land with the world. You can find Frederick Fakai and more thoughts on living cleanly and sustainably on social media at Frederick Fakai. Learn more about the Fakai brand and discover more episodes of the Fakai Live podcast at Fakai.com. And of course, enjoy every episode wherever the best podcasts are found. You know, one thing that I love, Sarah, is the big wave uh, that you have made in a sustainability world. And I want to know what you and your company are doing to impact the planet. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, on, on so many levels, I think one, just simply with our products, you know, we are very focused on 
on the R&D and really developing solutions that have never existed before. And it's really exciting to be on that frontier. You know, when I stepped into this eco-sustainability space, it felt like a lot of the solutions out there that, you know, brands were offering um, were looking back kind of to a simpler time. Right. And almost pairing things back. And that's how we were getting through, you know, to eliminate waste. So, for example, like with like a bar shampoo, right? Like there's multiple examples of like, you know, asking the consumer to maybe give up something um, for the sake of the planet. And I think what I'm really excited to do with Blue Land is, you know, really figure out a way to leverage innovation and science and progress uh, to also find, you know, some sometimes very hard solutions uh, that will also, you know, help help our, our our planet heal and 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 be in a better place. And so, you know, very proud of the challenges that that we've undertaken. You know, whether it be you know like those tablets, like the cleaning tablets and the hands of tablets, truly are products that have never existed before. You know, we had forty plus, you know, large manufacturers and industry veterans tell us it just it wasn't going to be possible. You know, they looked at me as if I were incredibly naive, saying like there's a reason why this hasn't been done. You know, it's just not doable. And I I love that, you know, our company stands for again taking up these challenges that that, you know, many aren't aren't willing to to take on. So that's that's one. I think there is an incredible opportunity for us to have a great impact. Um through, you know, our product and our packaging solutions. But, you know, even beyond that, you know, what inspires me is that I really do hope that, you know, in in five to 10 years, I will have set a new standard for businesses generally to rethink how they produce and package their products. Um, You know, I'm excited to have seen, you know, our space, the cleaning product space evolve over even just the past you know, two years where now we are seeing large, very, very large CPG companies throw their hats into the ring and offer up refill cleaning solutions. And I think that's great. I think some people say like, aren't you worried that's competition? And I'm like, no, these, you know, some of these CPG players are, you know, like $50 billion plus revenue companies. They are many, 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 many times larger and have more reach than we do. And I think that's exciting if we can, you know, play a small role in influencing, you know, some of these larger players, because I think, you know, that helps us extend our our impact on the environment far beyond the reach of our own products. I think similarly with our consumers, really excited about how we can empower and inspire them to do better for the planet beyond using our own products. So, you Mm -hmm. know, on our Instagram, for example, we speak a lot about just easy swaps they can do across, you know, their entire life lifestyle um, or easy tips that they can implement. And, you know, I love hearing people say that Blue Land was kind of their first step into leading a more sustainable lifestyle. And it's inspired them to start carrying around a reusable mug, a reusable water bottle, et cetera. Are you associated at all with a big charitable organization uh, to support your cause? Uh, and does the customer know? Yeah, it's it, it's a good question. So we um, philanthropy is is a core part of of our business. Uh, we have a rotating set of partners that we work with, um, and so far, you know, we've really appreciated that flexibility. Uh, we are, you know, at any point in time. You know, working with a group at the moment, it is Oceana um, that we're giving a percentage of a, a percentage of proceeds to from sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even with the Black Lives Movement 
um, that, you know, that, that is happening at the moment, you know, that was a really eye-opening time for, for me as a founder and a CEO where, you know, we, we speak so much about sustainability, but to be truly a sustainable and socially responsible business, like we need to also acknowledge that there are certain communities and groups of people that are disproportionately impacted by plastic pollution and climate change. And, you know, that enabled us to even shift our donations during that period to the ACLU and, you know, other, other relevant organizations. So Bruland obviously focuses on eliminating single-use plastic. And, you know, us, I'm sure you, you know, we talked about it, we at Fekai, when I bought the company back, I, my first first purpose was to come up to the market with product that would be totally sustainable and with clean formula. So this was a mission, and I'm proud we did this. It was a long journey, it was a tough journey, but here we are, and uh, uh, you know we uh, we feel great about what it does to to our client and certainly to the planet because we see how many uh, damage uh, uh, we're living in. And uh, so tell me a little bit about your awakening moment uh, when it comes to the sustainability. Uh, how did this emerge as a cause you were going to support? Yeah, so... Interestingly, you know, despite my serial entrepreneur background, you know, this is one that came to me completely organically. I was taking an extended maternity leave. And um, during that, I actually breastfed my my son. I, I had become a new mom. I breastfed my son for 11 months exclusively. It's like the hardest thing that I, one of the hardest things I've ever done. And, and in the 12th month, I was finally switching him over to baby formula. And it was, you know, a really big deal for me and very stereotypical first time mom behavior. I was doing a ton of research into and agonizing over like, what kind of water should I use to mix with his baby formula? Like, is our tap water at home clean enough? Should I be using bottled water? And, and in that research, I was horrified to learn that regardless that our drinking water in the US, like on average, contains hundreds of pieces of microplastics. And that was the first time for me that I finally started to connect the dots between all this plastic that we're consuming as a society and how it's ending up in our waterways and our oceans and how it's now showing back up in the food that we eat, you know, the water that we're drinking, and even, you know, the water I was using to make my son's baby formula. And so at that point, just as a consumer, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really try my best to cut out as much single use plastic as I can. And that was a really eye opening experience for me because I realized that as well intentioned as I was as a consumer, I just had no choice. Like everything seemed to come packaged in, in, in single use plastic. And that's when I realized that given I had this background and bringing new products to market, I could have such a greater impact on, on the world around me beyond just my personal consumption, if I could find a way to give um, consumers more choice. And, you know, I really applaud, you know, all of your efforts, especially, you know, the use of like PCR. It's, it's such an important, you know, step in, in the right direction because, um, you know, that was kind of like the aha moment for me. I was like, oh my God, what kind of, you know, what kind of world are we living behind for, 
for our children and, and future generations. What resources do you recommend for educating yourself on the plastic crisis? A great book that I recommend um, to, to many folks, and it's, it's, it's pretty short, it's very easy reading, uh, is a book called Greenwashed um, by Kendra Pierre-Lewis. She's a New York Times environmental journalist, and she really does a really, she does a really nice breakdown examining sort of major economic sectors of our society, including our food, you know, our infrastructure, uh, consumer products, uh, energy, and it gives a, again, a very digestible breakdown of the immense challenges that, that we're facing, you know, how these came to be and just how complicated that these issues are to resolve. Um, I think from a, another resource perspective, there are a lot of accounts, um, even on Instagram, you know, these days, you know, Blue Land aspires to be one of them that, you know, also just aims to provide that easy digestible, be an easy digestible resource for people to get more educated, you know, both on the plastic crisis, as well as, you know, learning about easy lifestyle swaps and changes, you know, people can make to, to do their part. Great, 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 great. So where can our audience learn more about Blue Land and connect you? Yes. You can check us out on our website at blueland.com. So blue, B-L-U-E-L-A-N-D, spelled like you hear it, dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at, at blueland. And you can also follow me at, at spyji. That's S-P-A-I-J-I. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So what's next for you uh, and for Blue Land? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I really hope that we will one day be a leading CPG company of our, of our generation, you know, a global company with products across household cleaning is certainly our focus to date and in the near medium term. But I think there are opportunities across personal care, beauty, uh, even I would love to tackle packaged food and beverages one day as well. And, you know, I envision this blue land home filled with beautiful reusable containers that can be easily and, and cost-effectively refilled. I'm so inspired by Sarah's personal connection to a world with less plastic and love her vision for a cleaner, more sustainable future. I'm looking forward to seeing much more of that in the industry. I'm Frederick Fekai, and this is The Fekai Life. There is more wonderful and inspiring conversation to come and I can't wait to see you there. The Fakai Life is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be published or reproduced without express written permission of the Fakai brand. Copyright 2020, Fakai. is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.